That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. section i don't want my life to be like spider-man 3 i hate that movie i'm your host christina khan what the hell is a hufflepuff and hufflepuffs are particularly good (laughs) finders i'm very excited to be joined today by my friend mary clay he's a lion who can talk (laughs) (laughs) trying to work as many quotes into the first 30 seconds as possible he's a lion who can talk See, I don't have the delivery down, um, so I'm yeah. going to need you for these. Okay, and I am also joined by my good, good friend, Leela, one of the kindest, bravest, gentlest, sexiest men I have ever met. It's me. Oh, yeah, I forgot that I usually say, say hello to the listeners. I got so distracted by my <laughs> joke, <laughs> my many jokes that I stole from this play. Today, we're talking about a very Potter musical. Woo! Yay. <laughs> Mary Clay, please tell us everything. Yes! When, oh when did God. you see Because Leela and I watched this for the first time together yesterday. Last um, night, yes. I want you to imagine, like, your most annoying high school theater kid. Um, okay. And that's the stage I was in when I was first experiencing uh, a very Potter musical. I believe I watched it for the first time on YouTube in the year of our Lord, 2009. So pretty soon after they, they published it onto YouTube and I have been an avid uh, team star kid fan ever since they have since made many other wonderful comedy musicals. In particular, I would really recommend The Guy Who Doesn't Like Musicals. I love that one. And it's, I think, a bit on the shorter side compared to some of the the other shows that they've done. But um, yeah, I watched this when I was in ninth grade. On YouTube. On YouTube. Were there ads on YouTube back then? No, no ads. And uh, if you watch it now... Um, I think some people have strung it together into one cohesive video, but that was back when like you couldn't have videos be more than seven minutes or so <laughs> long. So that's why it's split up into all these different parts. There's this disclaimer at the beginning of the first recording that's like, we are in no way stealing the works of J.K. Ro- JK Rowling because they originally put it up as a Harry Potter musical and had to take it down again and rename it and edit out some parts because they were worried that they were going to be sued by Warner Brothers or something. So what I was reading was saying that they also were editing to make the content more appropriate yes, for a general that audience. Too. <laughs> yes. So all, all that being said, though, before I want to give us a general disclaimer before we continue that um, this was a show written and made and acted by college students in the year 2000. It was either 2007 or eight when they did it. Very um, important context. Yes. yes. So the musical like, was performed in April of 2009 when I was graduating from high school. Th- there are definitely some, I think, some jokes and interpretations of characters, not just in this musical, but in the other Harry Potter musicals, too, that aren't as great these days. Um, However, I think Starkid as a production, as a team, generally these days do a pretty good job of recognizing where they've maybe made some not great jokes in the past and moving on to be better creators in the future. So that's just a general thing. Leela was saying that this play reminded her kind of of Monty Python. Was it you or was that Haley? Um. I think it, I thought it was you, but I'll take it. Oh, no, I didn't say it. Okay. Well, I obviously Haley said it. But and when whenever that was said, passive voice, we don't know who did it. Um, I was like, yeah, but maybe like mixed with family guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of like time period energy. Oh yeah. And also just like so many pop culture references that are like of 2008 of like <laughs> I loved it. 
Zach Efron, this is when like high school musical, I think there was just the one high school musical out at the time. <laughs> the, and... There's a Zach Efron poster in this play that in this musical that is a horcrux. Like, a, like an it's like an artifact of the narrative. Like it's a <laughs> it's an important it's piece like, of the it's plot. It's an important piece of the plot. <laughs> there's nothing else yeah. on the walls. <laughs> There's like <laughs> there aren't any walls. Yeah, they yeah. made walls just for yeah. The there's no like that's what man. I so so let me wrap up my Please. spiel and then y'all can get to your thoughts. But I just love the silliness of this. I love the joy that it brought me. Maybe because I experienced this when I was you know 14 years old. I can have like a different appreciation of it that when I watch it these days, I'm still able to have that same appreciation. Mm -hmm. But um, I always just kept saying that when I was starting, that's what I'm talking about. My biggest uh, like upset was that there's not going to be some low budget, like terribly filmed musical version of Lord of the Rings written by, uh, college yeah. students that I can watch after I read the books because <laughs> technically, actually, they did do a Hobbit or Lord of the Rings musical before mm -hmm. they did this one in college, but they didn't film any of it, very sadly. So that wow. was my biggest Always regret is that I, I couldn't, you know, find that like there is something about the joy that this show brings me that like nothing else recreates it at this point so it's all downhill from here all right wow thank you so much for that mary Clay. <laughs> thank you for thank my you time for your perspective <laughs> so how many times have you watched this um i don't know how many times like start to finish but because it's broken up into bits i definitely remember oh, a yeah. lot in high school just like going and like watching like, okay, well, I want to watch this scene or I just want to watch this part or I just want to see this joke and being able to easily find it. So definitely like have the show not memorized, but like I have a pretty good recollection of like all the plot points and the songs and the different characters and, and lines and stuff. So nice. Yeah. So Leela, what were your initial thoughts after we watched it yesterday? Wow. Um, it was a lot. Yeah, it was it was, it was a, lot. a lot. I texted Brooke those exact <laughs> words today. I was like, you need to come watch this with me. It was a lot. All capitals. L-O-T. Uh, I was definitely like pleasantly surprised and <gasps> shocked. And I'm not I feel like I'm not typically surprised by a lot of media anymore. So I'm so relieved to hear that because I was like, oh, boy, they're going to sit down and watch three and a half hours of these low quality YouTube videos. It wasn't videos. that long. It was for sure under three hours. And it, it flew by. They're it not really going to find this funny at all. So I'm relieved to hear that. We really enjoyed it. I mean, I think a lot of it we were all like sort of just like sitting in shock. Shock. Shock is I, I my brain <laughs> thought the word shock. And then you said shock and i'm like that's true. exactly shock. I like it was shocking <laughs> shock and awe and then like you know a lot of just like um screaming and laughing and then sometimes some groaning yeah i think the shocking thing for me okay so you know how you know how in both monty python and family guy they'll do a joke it's hilarious they keep doing the joke it's not that funny anymore <laughs> they keep doing the joke now that's the joke that they're still doing the joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And like, that's exactly what I felt like the quarrel Voldemort like thing was. I was what? like, wow, this no. is horrifying. It was a joke that kept going, dude. I was like, no, I can't but I love the joke. To Are you kidding to me? Quirrell Mort. I could not believe how deeply they devoted to that concept. Like it, <laughs> That is, was the most shocking is that part for me. Not just the funny, like that just makes me laugh so much. Just describe the, it for us. The idea of of describe <laughs> they just it. Put two actors under a robe and had them stand back to back, and it worked. I was trying to explain what that to my husband today, and I was like making him do it with me, and he got annoyed with me in like ten seconds. Yeah, uh, it's incredible. It is. I could not disagree more Tina like I really felt that 
there's the quarrel of Voldemort scenes completely made the show for me. Oh, I'm not you. saying I didn't love it. Like I but I was like shocked that they featured it and then I was like shocked <laughs> that they kept going with it. I was like are you joking me? You guys are still in this costume together. For me the 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 bit that I felt like that just got kept getting hammered over and over again was the Hermione Jenny gaslit mock slap thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they this uh <laughs> this play hated women. Unfortunately. It doesn't treat women well. Yes. Um, in particular, that is one thing that it has in common with the original. <laughs> yeah. Text. This it's like somehow worse. It is. Well, they're physical violence. They're physically are slapping. And like, um, I think it's supposed to be like three stoogy, three stooges. But the rest of the tone of the play is not like that. It's not slapsticky. So like, I don't really know why they went with that bit so much. I don't know. I guess just be <laughs> random. Oh, so random. Oh, remember? It's 2009. <laughs> so random. What else, quote unquote, shocked you about this adaptation? Okay. Like, just everyone's commitment to everything. The scenes where Draco would be, like, rolling around <laughs> on the ground. Um, That's... Uh, Played by Lauren Lopez. She's our queen. Just for like, it would be hurting my body to be rolling around that long. Would you guys like to know some like behind the scenes facts throughout? Lay it all on me. So she, everyone was always just like, why did she make that choice? Like what's going on? And she said that like one day in rehearsal, she just like started doing that because she thought it was like, Draco is always trying to like play things off as he's like, you know, maybe leaning casually against something and being really cool. But then he like, I don't know, <laughs> falls or something. And then I think it just became a thing in and of itself. So I think that was more like a, a joke that probably during rehearsals they just thought was funny. So they kept it in. But it becomes such a, I would say... Lauren Lopez rolling around on the floor <laughs> is one of the more like iconic parts of this whole show that like all these years later, everyone remembers. I definitely did not recognize any imagery from this musical as I watched it, except for Lauren Lopez as Draco Malfoy rolling around on the floor. You might have seen some I was gifts like, or I was something. like, I've yeah. seen this. Yeah, I've for sure seen this. I hadn't, and it was giving me, like, I kind of understood, like, where she started with it because it's just, like, that stupid scene where Draco's in a fucking tree when Harry, like, yeah. just <laughs> waiting for Harry to approach and to be like, well, hello there. Like, that's not what he says. But Waiting in a tree to bully her. Literally. So I was like, oh, hello and like it's just like you're trying so hard to look aloof and it's very funny exactly <laughs> uh so uh, yeah i loved that a lot um we were talking when we were watching so me Haley, and leela watched this together mary clay was invited she politely declined. i know i'm like i'm so it's fine I just wanted everyone to know that I wasn't excluding you. I know, yeah, I'm just so <laughs> mad that like I've been so busy this month because I really wanted to be there to watch y'all's like first reactions and stuff. Well, we simply must watch it again. Brooke and Grace and whoever else I forgot to mention. Everyone's everyone invited. <laughs> We're going to Christina's house. They it's need at to come beep, 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 beep street. <laughs> that was the cutest little beep sound effect I ever did find. Speaking of beeps. How did we feel? I got to say, like, I really love like a like a beeped like what's it called? Like a um, censored, like a censored, like a cuss word that just like is like a really loud beep that comes out of nowhere. Yes. Like, for example, when I say God, <laughs> mother, Tina puts some beeps in there. Add in all those beeps. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But with that, it, like that was funny, but it really got me thinking of like, this was a very wholesome, not, it wasn't a wholesome, okay, I wouldn't say it's a wholesome show, but it was very family friendly, would you say? Like it was very- I wouldn't say it's family friendly. There was some like floor dry humping. I would say uh, it's, I would say it's PG-14. 
I think PG because like what really they bleep out all the swearing. There's no nudity. I guess they do. You know, I would probably not want my kid to watch it because of how it treats women. Uh, true. They should give it another rating for that. <laughs> but I don't think yeah, that, like, that's a different. Yeah, but one. the rating system doesn't care about women. Another fun fact. Um, if the line you're referring to in particular is when Voldemort um, is like on his blog or whatever at the beginning of act two <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to find Harry Potter. And I believe the line is I'm going to find Harry Potter and I'm going to piss in his mouth. But they said that they bleeped it out because they thought the bleeps made it funnier. So <laughs> I totally agree with that. <laughs> it's up for interpretation now. <laughs> I, I do think bleeps make things funnier. They can make things funnier. It has to be a well-timed words. You just like bleep out random ones. Oh, like Mary Clay's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, sometimes I'm just lazy with that and I'm just like... I'm going to let damn slide because I don't feel like dragging the sensor over here. <laughs> what I was going to say, try, what I was going to say earlier was um, we were all saying how much the actor who played Dumbledore, that is Andrew as Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Our friend Andrew, the slides, the t-shirts, even what was the t-shirt of when he put on like, the high school musical? It's a high school musical. Yeah, it's like high school it's definitely fantasy. like a high school like if you had watched into limited 2 that year and uh and like gotten <laughs> some high school musical XL. pajamas. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it's like the top of that set. And then like it could be like a I mean you could get like a a hot K-pop t-shirt and a little girl's store like sh- sh- store for sure. Like this is just Andrew. This is just Andrew. And he is always seen in his flip flops. Always, sure. and it was just funny thinking because like he also sort of looks like him a little. I mean, in yeah, just like a the, like a cute doofy white man. Yeah, in the yeah. way that like it's two thousand nine and you can't really like see anyone's face that clearly. But uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, so much <laughs> hair going on in this. <laughs> there was one point where there's like a a sword prop. That is used. Oh yeah, the foam one. And I, the it was so pixelated that I thought it was serrated <laughs> for a second. <sighs> it could have been like a Minecraft sword. I didn't yeah, really I was like, is it? Well. I looked closer. It wasn't. No, I'm pretty sure oh. it was just like a foam sword from the dollar yeah. store. So what? I don't know how y'all feel about Darren Chris, but this is where my fandom for him started. So I've been a Darren Chris stand since the beginning, <laughs> and then like as we are recording this, um, I didn't watch the Tony Awards. That was this past Sunday. I didn't watch them because I don't have live television. But apparently, he like hosted the. He wasn't hosting the actual Tonys, but there's like an hour before. The broadcast starts on TV where they do the like lighting design awards and like all these other awards that they deem not important enough to air on television. Oh. Um, and apparently Darren Chris like co-hosted that part of the Tony Awards. So just like the fact that he's gone from being like Harry Potter in this college production of this musical and he has like an afro. And his hair is not dissimilar to Leela's right now, even though your hair, Leela, is much better than Darren Chris's as Harry Neither Potter. Neither Leela nor like, Darren Chris's Harry Potter had an afro, to be clear. Okay, not an afro, but you know what I mean. But like, it's Hobbit hair. Yes, yeah. So like, it's just like so sweet for me Leela to watch just shook this her hair out. and be like, oh, our boy Darren. So. I don't know. Were you guys at all surprised to see him in this or do you just have no impressions of him whatsoever and you don't care and we can move on? <laughs> I loved him in Glee. I really I was I was definitely like a huge gleek. Embarrassingly, I hate saying yes. that. But that I was worried or hit me really. I hard know. In OK. The timeline. The way back timeline. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was too. Look, there's no shame in it. OK, we were all gleeks. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Glee for a while there. Dude, I still watched it in I college. Stopped. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't miss an episode. I did dip out, I think, after Finn died. Yeah. It was still pretty new coming out when we were just in college. Right, I know. Yeah. So Don't if you act could like just Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, I really loved him in that. And um I really like always thought he was super cute and I like his little singing voice. 
And I like him. I think he's just such a he's he's kind of he's hunky. And and that's like yeah, the type hunky, you know, I let's talk about college uh, acoustic guitar douchebags for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guitar thing is not something that I love. I was going to say in another person. So it's like Akio guitar versus Akio <laughs> firebolt. How do we feel about that? Because then in the opening song, he's like going to ride my firebolt. Oh, so which one is it? plot hole why not both (laughs) i think that he portrayed like a true a true spirit of harry better than danielle radcliffe i agree he he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't really care actually no hang on i feel like we need to rewind i feel like daniel radcliffe is a great actor and i think he would have played a great true spirit of harry potter had they written it that way that's true. You well, know, maybe. but they just I also didn't... think he became a much better actor by the end. That's of it. true. He did start as a child. Yeah. <laughs> but like this is what are you like this talking about that he was a twelve year old boy? <laughs> so if if Daniel Radcliffe's Harry is like kind of stiff on one end of the spectrum, and then on the un- other end of the spectrum, we have Madeline Bundy's like nonsense child Harry from Puffs. And then in the middle, you have Darren, Darren Chris, Chris, which I think is like the realistic depiction of Harry Potter. Like he just and I also I also really connected with this version of Ron Weasley as That's well. Really great. Played by Joey Richter. Yeah, he he total Joey, by the way. That guy is a Joey if I were seeing one. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that his depiction of Ron was so much more three dimensional than the books or the movies. But for sure, the, the movies, but also the books. Yeah, oh my gosh. I found him. I like I feel like I knew that guy. I feel like I knew that guy. <laughs> I went to college with him. Um, Now, how did you guys feel about so not to confuse everything there? I are should have two- let you just run this episode. I should have let you do the introduction and everything. There are, I don't mean to like jump. In. I just want to hear no, all your thoughts. So I'm trying it, to like make me. sure we Ask like hit all, all our questions. bases. Um, there are two other Joe actors in this show. So there's Joey Richter, who played Ron. There's okay. Joe Walker, who played Voldemort. And then there's Joe Moses, who played Snape. How did you guys feel about Snape? It's too many Joes. Yeah. I liked, I liked Snape. He was fine. Snape was like really whatever. Right? I don't think he like did much. I mean, I think that everybody else's performance was so extreme that like even doing such an You ext- don't think his performance of Snape was extreme I guess it just wasn't surprising to me you know it wasn't different like well it was back good. then it was <laughs> wow it's so different okay you know continue continue your it just made like no impression on me I'm trying to remember anything he does and I actually can't remember anything he does a Harry Potter detention well, okay, good. That was a good. Okay, okay that go. <laughs> jogs a memory. Um, yeah, he, he always says, "What the devil is going on here?" <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Well, then kind we'll move along. Breaking my heart. I know. I know. We shouldn't just like compare, but we're going to like contrast and compare puffs with this because they were made so far apart and everything, but. I mean, if we're talking about Snape portrayals, I definitely far preferred the Snape portrayal and Puffs. He's, he was more ridiculous. Said, what did I say? I think you said, you said fart by accident. When, when sure. did I say fart? <laughs> I heard Puff at the beginning of, the, of your sentence. I mean, if we're talking about Snape portrayals, I definitely fart. I definitely fart. I definitely fart. Bar. It's fine. I'll listen. I'll hear it on the Because <laughs> I got That's something on like. my mind. <laughs> okay. Well, um, interesting. Yeah, okay. I didn't care about him, I guess. <laughs> All right. Now, how did you feel about this Voldemort? Yeah. Uh, I've never... He made me perhaps sexually attracted to Voldemort. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. And not for the first time, may I <laughs> add, to bring it back to Puffs. Be- <laughs> yes. yes. I love them both. Those ones I don't really want to compare because I think they're both uh, valid and entertaining in their so own ways. So different. Yes. Yeah. 
Now imagine 14-year-old Mary Clay's <laughs> surprise when Voldemort comes out of the cauldron and he's shirtless and like he no, has abs. Great. He's almost pantless. Do you see how low those yeah! suckers were yeah, riding? It was extremely hot. It was the era of low cut. <laughs> yeah. They call that, ew, go, boys call that the, like dick root. Like when you can see like the the top of the, the V where the V starts. I was like, is that, is Boldy showing dick root right now? Yeah. Like, I've never heard that before in my life. Yeah, I love is. that with everything I have. Um, yeah, he was hot and he was running around without a shirt. And also hot about that person was his commitment to the absolutely ludicrous role he was playing like that was very yes. cool that he committed so hard another fun fact so joe walker shared later on so a lot of the actors in this show they were seniors so this was nearing the end of college at and, the university of michigan yes the university of michigan and joe walker said he was like i mean i like wasn't a like serious actor I wasn't really a musical guy and then I was just put in this like silly play with my friends and I legitimately thought that was going to be the last time I ever acted in anything so he just went out there and gave it his all and just like tried to be like his peak silliness and I think it shows you are shitting me I would say that he when I took away from that was like that he was by and far the, the the best actor there like, I thought that his uh, monologues were like, that's like crazy. His monologues are so engaging and yeah, the right amount of dramatic to like where like sometimes you don't even giggle. Sometimes you're just like, oh, my God. Wait, and- that was actually serious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then his stupid fucking thing with Coral is very good. I liked it. <laughs> Isn't it great? It's shocking. If you were to describe that to me as a concept, I feel like. No, dude, you're so stupid. What the fuck? But like watching it, I was like, you know what? I buy it. This I really is buy it. Yeah. Brian Rosenthal, who played Coral, mm-hmm. was like so deeply, deeply earnest, you know, just like yes. that face. Um, so that was very compelling. <laughs> yeah. You just wanted everything for him. I I loved it. I like um I do think I mean like I wish just in general not like necessarily things with with them too but like just anything I could have been like a little bit hint of gay like just a tiny spot like a, a hint. I understand it was 2009 and like I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry probably just fucking came came out. This is true, yeah. Like Draco is like into Hermione. So like that whole thing I get where they're coming from because obviously it's like, oh, if all he can do is obsessively like torture and make fun of her, he must be obsessed with her. Yeah. So I get it. I read that that is um, how this whole thing was conceptualized. What? Really? They were talking. Yeah. It started with the song um, Granger Granger Danger Danger. Danger. because they were talking about why Malfoy bullies her so badly. It makes sense. You know, like the boys pick on you because they like you so much. Like, yeah, I which is absolute horseshit just in case anyone yes, didn't know that and yes. like don't even say that phrase in front of children like that's there's a Rugrats episode about it do you remember yes. that girl's mean to Chucky at the playground because she's so likes confused him. about that's, it yeah and that show came out when I came out of my mother's womb so that's how early <laughs> children like, are indoctrinated <laughs> no I think that show actually launched like three days before I was born or something so anyway, do not tell your children that. What should they have tried to do a dreary thing? Like obviously, Harry w- could not be interested. Harry doesn't care about anything. That's like his thing. But like, would it? Would that be? Or no? It just like never could have. It never could have been. Remember the book Deathly Hollows had like just come out the previous year. So I genuinely think this was them trying to do a as fast as possible adaptation of the books into a musical but also a comedy and also a little Mm. low budget and also a little raunchier so (laughs) (laughs) wait that you just described this podcast perfect yay um so i i think they were genuinely trying to follow at least like the guidelines and the bones of the books, the following subsequent musicals, I wouldn't say that they are super gay, but they're gayer. If that makes <laughs> nice. you feel better. Okay, sure. Yeah. You can always be gayer. Exactly. I like it. Um, I'll just tell you this. 
Um, in a very Potter sequel, they it actually flashes back to their first year at Hogwarts. And the sorting hat, for whatever reason... Oh, no, 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 the sorting hat is there. Um, strike that out. Delete that. <laughs> they get sorted by the sorting hat, and then they get sorted by the scarf of sexual preference. So it's just this scarf puppet that sorts them, and Harry gets... No, no, no. Yeah, Harry gets sorted as a metrosexual. Ooh, um, remember metrosexuals? Yes. Remember yeah. when we used to call men something different when they took care of themselves? Yeah, yeah it's... Um, yeah. And then Ron gets sorted as bi-curious. More like bi-furious. <laughs> and Hermione gets sorted as waiting till marriage. Oh, see? God damn see, it. It hates Hermione. It hates Hermione. <laughs> yeah. Let okay. me tell you my favorite so let's part not, of the whole Yeah, play. let's not bash on the... How do you guys feel about Ginny and Hermione in this adaptation? Wait, let me tell you my favorite moment of the whole oh, JK, play. JK. It's a Hermione. It's a Hermione moment. When Ron and Hermione are making out and it's very uncomfortable and they're like on <laughs> they're like on the ground and he stands up and he slaps her in the face. Okay. There was a, there's a lot of violence against women in this, but this one slap, she seems extremely into yeah, it. And that's yeah. my favorite moment of the whole play. Um, and that also leads to a line that I say in Triumph all the time, which is, let's go kill Voldemort! <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yes! 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 <laughs> it was just like that energy of, let's go kill Voldemort! <laughs> Of like, all right, we've done this thing. Like, we're we're ramped up. We're energized. Yeah, let's go do yeah. it. When guys say "let's go," that's like Ron is like emulates that saying. Like yeah. the Ron, Ron is this the play. sound of that call. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the 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 mask version of a woo girl. Yeah, is a let's go boy. Yes, I love that <laughs> canon. <laughs> So I found Hermione and Ginny to both be extremely obnoxious in this because they were written that way. Oh, yeah. Ginny's actor. uh, Jamie Lynn B80. Jamie Lynn B80. Or Beatty. Probably Beatty. Yeah, I've never. I don't know how to say her last name. Jamie Lynn. She had an extremely good voice and they gave her a couple really big singing moments. And I think that is the only thing that made me respect this character that they wrote to be like pretty obnoxious and stupid. Like, worse than obnoxious, just, like, hard to watch. Like, secondhand embarrassment. Like, yeah. They definitely just make her, yeah, like, Ron's annoying little sister. She's pathetic. He screams those words at her in every scene. He's, like, yeah. screaming at her. And she, like, Ron would never do Ginny like that. No, and she never, she just cries and runs away. <laughs> and that's the joke. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was distracting a little. I'm remembering how in Puffs they portrayed Ginny as kind of like squealing and running away. <laughs> and I just wonder if it's because she's such an underdeveloped character. It is. No, I think it's just because that's, I, I feel like that's everyone's impressions just from like book two and three of like her just constantly being embarrassed yeah. to be around Harry, but having a huge crush on him. Yeah, I found Hermione, that her, that Hermione's character in this to be just super grating and annoying and everything they did to her or about her was like frustrating unfortunately mm -hmm. yeah and then she was just like why why is she friends with them you know at this point yeah. they're not she was trying to get plot done okay she and was holding her back. yeah she was like it, he lit they literally can't even remember to bring their wands places without her yes so you know ev you know what every boy needs a mommy yeah. you know <laughs> yep yeah, I mean, they need a mom, a secretary, and a therapist. Mm -hmm. Every child needs a mother and a father. That is why this podcast are stop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Lord Almighty! Oh, yeah, that's no, why every child needs to have one motorcycle riding, leather wearing godfather, and that's all you really need. Remember, actually, you know what? This is a great. This is a great. I don't know. Maybe it's not a great comeback, but like. If you ever hear someone say, a child needs a mother and a father, just remind them Harry Potter had neither. That's why he sucks. <laughs> okay. Um, how did you guys feel about the songs? I thought they were... Uh, oh, you go first. No, you go first because I just didn't care about them much one way or the other and I was <gasps> going to deflect the question to you. Okay. Um, 
I got into them more as it went. I thought I thought the first like gonna go to Hogwarts was what's is that the first song? Gotta get back to gotta Hogwarts. Gotta get back to Hogwarts was okay. And then I thought anything that Quirrell and Voldemort did was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I thought Jenny had a nice voice, but like I her character was written so badly and everyone was so mean to her and it's like why do you do you even like him? He's mean to you. Um so that was distracting. But, like, the, her voice was nice. Uh, and, yeah, and then the tap number at the end, again, with Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my favorite number in the show. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great to behold. Um, and then little Darren Chris has um, some douchey guitar boy. Um, as Haley said, what'd she say? M- uh, top of the aughts type sounding <laughs> things. Why is she I, like this? I literally had to... <laughs> Top the odds. I stopped. I, I, like, I was like... <laughs> and then I was like... This has saying something about like the, the decade that this came out in. And I was like, how do you even Google that? And I was like, top of the aughts, O-T-T-S. And it and it, hey. it knew what I meant, though. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. Um, it, it did. It, it all had very... Um, I'm trying to think. I made a, I made a couple Dude, of good I references. Dated this kid. Like I, I dated Darren Chris's Harry Potter in high school. So like Jason would try really hard in college not to be this guy because he hadn't, he played acoustic guitar as his major and everybody thought he was this guy, but he still would play his guitar all the time. Like when people were over and still, you know what I mean? So it's similar, but he's not going to like stop everything and then like play a shitty song he just wrote for you. I had a friend who used to stop parties in college so that he could rap freestyle. Nope. Like acapella with no beat. Yes. Tina. <laughs> That's a nightmare. No, it was. <laughs> um, one time this guy um, went on a, I went on a date with this guy in college and uh, he thought he was like the bee's knees and I just thought he was really, he was cute and he brought his guitar and it wasn't Jason and <laughs> and he proceeded to like I'm not even he was just like just like no like like Novo white guy and he was just like uh check this out me and my brother are in a band like and he said it like that I was gonna like wet my pants you know and um <laughs> I was like I'm a music major um and then he was like check it out and he like played a beat that he found on YouTube and then he played his guitar and then he rapped to me. Tina, he rapped. Whoa. I wasn't ready. And then he, Whoa. at the end, the worst part, he was like, so what did you think? Like he said it in a way that like, you know, like lots oh of girls, like girls probably are like, oh my God. Like, are you, are you going to go on American Idol? You're so talented. <laughs> and I was just like, I thought it was okay. It's kind of like a good four chord song structure. This is literally the scene of Harry asking Cho Chang yeah. to the ball. <laughs> Except he, my, uh, he rhymes every word with Ginny and then Ginny. <laughs> and then it's a song for Cho Chang. Yeah, of course. <laughs> our, our mutual friend Courtney one time in college slept with this guy and then he pulled a flute, <laughs> pulled out a flute and started fluting at her. Tina, um, Tina was not you. <laughs> No, that guy was not me. Uh, yeah, maybe just wait for someone to ask you to pull out your instrument. <laughs> and that can be literal or a euphemism. Yeah. In every sense of the word. Read the room. Read, <laughs> Read the room. The room. <laughs> and listen, there will be people who just want to fangirl out over somebody playing an instrument. It'll happen. Literally, go visit your parents. You know what? The- or when we were at Sarah and Maggie's and Jason was playing the guitar, that was nice. Yeah. That was a good uh, read the room. If you have like, it's if it's like mu- musician vibes, but don't be like, well, it seems I am the only talent here. Perhaps. <laughs> I shall. My yeah. husband's a DJ. Yeah. I still think that's like, <laughs> blows my mind every time I think about Sean, but less so now. But I think it used to blow my mind a lot. He's a man of many layers. Yeah. Like onions. Like onions. Um, what else is there to talk about? Pacing? I don't know. Pacing. Um, I felt like it was coming at me at a very fast pace the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just right. No, yeah, in a good way. In a good way. We're like off on this adventure. Yeah, it was it was long, um, but like it definitely didn't feel like I was ever like, oh my god, can we yeah. please wrap this up? 
Like it's it's fun every moment of it. Mm-hmm. They kept it somewhat light. You know, um, it didn't have a lot of heavy dips, like dramatic dips. I think sometimes like the gravitas that like the actor I'm such I'm so obsessed with him. Oh, my God. The actor who plays Voldemort, the Joe that plays Voldemort. Yes. Brings to the scenes would like sometimes even just make it a little more serious and add more weight. But like then like a second later, he's tap dancing. So like, yes, (laughs) it's just that type of show. And honestly, I think it was like exactly what I needed right now. Uh, I just needed something that I could like look. It just reminded me of just like fucking around with my friends and theater and high school and Mm -hmm. uh, and dancing and singing together and, and like just putting on a production and working hard on it together. It just, uh, I did. I blasted Rent uh, all the way home from Tita's house. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I loved it. Rent is the definition of high school theater energy. And it's not, I mean, yes. the older you get, the worse it gets too. Like, do you remember yeah. how, hey, theater <laughs> yeah. kids, you remember how when you were like in high school and you were like listening to Rent non- nonstop and you were like, I'm going to play this, like I'm going to be Mimi one day and that's goals. Like you, you play the song out tonight and you're like, yeah, I want to go out tonight. And then you listen to it and you're like, oh, she's addicted to drugs. Like I was memorizing all these lyrics to rent before I knew what a lot of it was. Like, I don't think I necessarily knew like what lesbians were, but you bet your ass I was belting take me or leave me. Just like having no notion that like, it's weird that these two women are like yelling at each other about (laughs) (laughs) take me or leave me. And like, I remember also with La Vie Boheme, not knowing what the word masturbation meant. (laughs) How old were you? Um, I won't reveal (laughs) the age. (laughs) I was middle school. Okay. I was middle school. Third Eye Blind sings about doing hard drugs and fucking bitches. And I was singing those songs along with my parents when I was like three years old. I feel like when <laughs> something's uh, catchy, you just don't, you don't really think about think it. About You're it, like, yeah. we're just on this ride together. My friend, Sally, who is still, I'm still friends with to this day. And I um, were in the center for the performing arts high school where we live in Virginia. And um, we did this showcase where you, you can basically for your senior showcase, pick whatever the fuck you want and just design it and just like have a theater kid just like ex- explosion of whatever you want to do. And so like we did rent, like what else were we going to do? And um, <laughs> we didn't do the whole musical, but we did uh, Sally and I did take me or leave me. <laughs> and I played, I played, uh, uh, not Maureen. Shoot. What's her name? Tra- like Tracy Toms plays her anyway. Um, it's just like, so unlike it's a bad it was very bad casting and only I would have cast it's myself. Joanne, Joanne, right? Joanne, Joanne, that's it. And I was so confident in that I could do a good Joanne that I auditioned for rent. And when I went to high school, when I went to college and they were like, no, <laughs> bitch, no, she's just like, you know, like just like a, your traditional in the nineties, what they thought of as like a businesswoman lesbian. And, um, yeah. And, um, a pantsuit, lesbian. a pantsuit lesbian. And um, Sally and I did like have there's video footage somewhere on Facebook, I think, or YouTube of us doing it. And it's just we're both just so straight and um, <laughs> and tiny. And like we're it's very, very, very embarrassing and cringy. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is it all comes down to good casting. And this <laughs> <laughs> this production had it all. <laughs> who did you guys who was like everybody's just like favorite performer or like who is the one that 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 like you remember the most probably Voldemort yeah Voldemort Joe Walker oh my god and Lauren Lopez um as Draco oh my god just so ridiculous (laughs) scene stealers like part is when she's having the meeting with Snape and Voldemort and she goes if this homemade dark mark won't convince you, and it's a smiley face <laughs> with the tongue, with the snake for her tongue, just like drawn on her arm. Draco's almost giving like, so like Maddie Maddie Bundy's 
portrayal of Harry and this one almost a little bit, just like sometimes with the random earnestness and like childlikeness that kind of comes out. Oh my God. <laughs> you have to discover what it is, Draco, that you truly want. And then he goes, I want Hermione Granger and a rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pig farts. Uh, you must get me a rocket ship with enough fuel to get me to Mars. <laughs> I guess I should have said this at the top, but if you haven't watched it yet, if and you go watch this, you have to put the subtitles on. Yeah, the subtitles are helpful. It's absolutely required. We watched it for like three seconds, and then I was like, I, no. When I watched it in 2009, 2010, uh, no subtitles. Those did not <laughs> exist back then. Well, we all had better hearing back then, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And now I just have the show memorized, so I don't have to have them on. <laughs> there you go. Okay, if you're going to play a character in this production, who would you be? I would do Draco. 100%. 100% Draco, yeah. <laughs> Both of you? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Battle of the Dracos. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think I'd have fun being, uh, like, a Ron character. Yeah, we're Ron, yeah. Imagine a character like Ron in a very Potter musical, but they're femme. I think that would be extremely fun. That would be fun. But we, when we were watching it, we also said you would be a really cute Cho Chang. Their version yes. of Cho Chang. Yes. Oh, yeah. How yeah, do you we guys feel about, about that nice little touch that they introduce an Asian actress and you're led to believe that she is Cho Chang. And then instead it is this white girl with a doing a really like thick valley accent. If you know Emily, it's... Emily with an accent. <laughs> Looks exactly like my best friend Emily. Anyway, um, I can't tell if it's worse to name a, yeah. a, a, name a, a Chinese Scottish character Cho Chang or if it's worse or if it's worse than it's the white girl from the prairie. Uh I anyone else? What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't I I don't know. I always thought it was kind of making fun of J.K. Rowling of like. For sure. Like you name. And then I guess just also, I don't know, making fun of people's like st natural stereotypes or something. And just that's lavender brown. <laughs> that was uh, that was funny. They did trick me there. They didn't need. Yeah. I, I know what they were doing with layering on like the very, very, I don't even like want to sing it because I feel like I'm going to sound racist, but like the. No, I know. They, oh, the, the plinky, yeah. plinky music. Yes. The, yes. yes. And it's like that everyone knows. It's like that intro that just like means something Asian's about to happen. And it literally could be anything <laughs> yes. Asian. And I think like to their point, yeah. like they go and then they, they sing like Konichiwa in the they song. They say Domo Arigato. Oh, that's what they say. Yeah. Domo Arigato. Um, which is Japanese, I believe. Yes. I Yeah, I can't tell if it was like they were being very tongue in cheek of like, this is such an over the top stereotype or if it is bad. But like, that's what like I mean by like, the, I, I don't think if they had written this show today that they no. would write that. They would joke. not include it. It does the same thing that Family Guy does where it's like, look at this shitty racist character we wrote look at them they're so racist but it's like you're still you're still the one making, you made making it. the joke that's so yeah, yeah that's what yeah. i was gonna say like yeah maybe they i think i'm sure their intention was to be tongue-in-cheek but i think they could have just done the old like oh you thought it was her it was me and like let that be the yeah joke. just we did like all yeah. the all the sound effects <laughs> we don't need the, like the plinky much. planky intro and i even feel yeah. racist for seeing Pinky plank, plinky planky. It's okay. Thank you. No, I'm sorry. It's like a, it's like a, a glockenspiel or something. I'm just right? using sure. onomatopoeia. I'm sorry. A xylophone. Um, <laughs> I would like to talk about one of my favorite joke setups ever, and I think it was playing off of like a weird line from the book and movie, where they go to the graveyard and Harry is yelling at Cedric and going, Ah, God, you're just this guy. <laughs> who's always there when you don't need a guy around. You're just always there. No one wants you. You're just always there. You're just such a spare guy. You're such a spare dude. God, Cedric, you're such a spare. And then from off, off camera, you hear, kill the spare. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he goes, like he says something like, alas, I am dead. <laughs> and then dies. 
Yeah, I think yeah. that was funny. I've, I'm trying to think about what my favorite joke or what surprised me the most was. I mean, the stu- the fu- the the in- I mean the the coral Voldemort thing in general. Remember when they get in bed? Yes, <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> and, then up, and then they get up from bed. <laughs> That's an example of a scene where I was like, "How is this still happening?" So I knew exactly what the 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 props are that they used for that bed because we had them. In, I think they're just like a staple of a lot of theaters, especially like community theater in high school. We just called them black boxes. Yeah. And they're literally just these wooden like pieces of plywood put together. And it's almost a cube, but one side has been left off. And you just like use them for like random like set placements and set, you know, to like when you're usually rehearsing. And then obviously things will come in and later on down the road. And like, okay, it's a chair today. It's a bed. It's a table. And so the fact that I know that he was lying down, face down, on these really hard wood boxes (laughs) just makes it even funnier. And then he goes, you got to roll over. I can't sleep on my tummy. (laughs) I definitely feel like this will benefit from a rewatch. Like, I felt like it was so much all at once. Yeah. Like, ever since I... You know, to, to, ever since I watched Puffs the first time, I've watched it like several more um, times. And, and I feel like I understand it a little bit better every time. Yeah, I think I'm I mean, I already when I got home straight away, I made Jason watch like the best of Quarrel and Voldemort. Because um, <laughs> yeah. he was like, what do you mean Quarrel and Voldemort? And I was like, I just I can't. You have to. <laughs> you, you have, have to, to see. see it. It I didn't do the reenaction like you did, Tina. <laughs> the re- reenactment. <laughs> You're Sean and I are the almost the exact same height, Lila. <laughs> it would never work for Can you. Can you imagine? Uh, it's really dumb, but it's effective on me. And it's Snape having a hook hand. Oh yeah, he cut off his hand in the graveyard, and no one caring. And he just has a hook for the rest of Act Two, and it's just so dumb. I feel like this play was as if someone had Harry Potter books four through seven all in like loosely like paper in binders and they like all spilled and fell everywhere and you grabbed up like 20 of them. You try to piece them together. And you just like, you're just like, fuck, okay. And then you just read them in whatever order you pick them up. And that's the plot of this musical because it had so many... It has so many things, but like none of it was right at yeah, all. Yeah, it's like not all. It's a lot of yeah, combining characters and adding like okay, well this plot happens to this character, but this character doesn't exist, so we're gonna give this plot to Cho Chang instead. And yeah, yeah. yeah can you imagine Cho like J.K. Rowling's Cho being a Triwizard Tournament? <laughs> champion i mean i guess like in her defense like she is she's not that different of a character than fleur they're both vanilla girly yeah, girls i don't know i think fleur is a little feistier and cho is just kind of like a wet rag yeah i would have liked if the books had made cho the champion and then given her a whole ass character yeah and let her chemistry with harry develop organically from being in competition that which is always kind of sexy to be in competition with other people yeah there's a lot of angles that she could have gone with it but you know well any last words or like extra shout outs just like a moment in your mind from this like what is yeah just left? like it's such a <laughs> It's so simple, but it's effective at the very end. Like, I think it's the last scene. They're barricading the door against Voldemort, like, after Harry has come back, and they prop a bench up against the door. And everyone's like, and you hear Voldemort banging, and they go, oh, it's okay, it's okay, we barricaded the door, we barricaded the door, he can't get in, he can't get in. And then the Voldemort actor, like, pushes a curtain aside, walks around the door, and kicks the bench. <laughs> no, he says he. Who says Avada Kedavra? But just the simple act of them being like, "No, he can't get in. He can't get in," and he walks around the door. <laughs> and then he's like, "What does he say?" He's like, "Yeah, it turns out like when you just like keep trying to kill people, it doesn't make them like you. They're you just... think that killing people makes <laughs> them like you, but it doesn't." 
It just makes them dead. It just makes them dead. That whole last scene of of Quirrell being like, so you came back? And then he goes, I came home. And then they do like the slow motion run towards each other. Um, oh, actually, I do want to mention um, the song Not Alone that they sing. is like a very, se- you know, s- surprisingly like serious, poignant moment. And that actually became like a really wonderful song that Darren Chris like fine tuned later on. And um, I think he like performed it for like some Trevor Project events and stuff. And so it be kind of it kind of like turned into a little like anthem for certain people like outside of the fandom too. So I would say that like this is a very funny musical, but also the song Not Alone is very beautiful, I think, and like a wonderful sentiment. So nice. I'll link it in the show notes. I oh did, what did Haley say? She was like, was it the top scene? When Haley was like, this is why they shouldn't allow theater kids to have rights or something like that. Yes, the what that's scene? exactly that's exactly what she uh, said. I think when they spill the when Voldemort starts tap dancing. Oh <laughs> when I was a boy, <laughs> an orphan boy. <laughs> Haley is one of the funniest people. I, I know. know. Why isn't she here? You guys are pretty funny, I guess, but Hermione's uh, I said Hermione because I was reading the <laughs> Haley. <laughs> I was reading the Wikipedia thing. Um uh, she's not here because I usually only do three oh, of us. Yeah. I don't know. Because fuck Haley. I hate that girl. I was like, Christina, if you don't have this episode with me on it, I will quit. Like, I will <laughs> stop being friends with you. Yeah, and you're the musical expert. Lila, so we're the Yeah. Thanks. I should have bowed out and let Haley come into my place. No, it's okay. Like, I just like. Yeah, I agree with that. I wish Haley <laughs> come on instead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, perfect. That's a great place to end this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mary Glay, thank you so much for talking about this until I watched it. Oh my gosh. Of course. I'm I'm so happy that you guys watched it. And also that you enjoyed it. Because again, it you very much could have been like, this really isn't funny. Like these jokes are, you know, fifteen years old. The, the songs jokes aren't definitely that great. are fifteen years old, yeah. but it is funny. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a very good time, and I think, Lily, you did, too. Yes, I laughed. I didn't cry for once, and nice. Um, and I would highly recommend it. Yeah, and I think if Haley were here, she would say that she liked it, too. Let's move on to some plugs. Mary Clay, where can the people find you and your podcast? You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp, and you can listen to my podcast. That's what I'm talking about wherever you get podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday. Um, And then I don't even, like, know what to plug lately because I have been – I feel like I've been watching a lot of media. Oh, I am watching the most recent season and the last season of – Peaky Blinders. <laughs> That's a Peaky Blinders for you American folk out there. <laughs> um, it's a wonderful show on Netflix. Definitely another subtitle watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just finished premiering the last season like on BBC or something. And so now the whole final season is on Netflix. And I'm really like, set, like it's just a, such a top-notch quality show it's very intense lots of trigger warnings for like violence and whatnot but um it's just it's really good um but this the last season is really sad because um Helen McCroy the actress who played Narcissa Malfoy died last year Mm. and she also played a very prominent character in the show so they had to kill her character off in like the first couple minutes of the first episode, and it was just Aww. like they it was like like they were all crying, and like you could tell that like it, it had to have been like the actors actually crying in these scenes because like it was just so sad. So anyway, that being said, go watch Peaky Blinders. I highly wow. recommend it. <laughs> all the trigger Intense. warnings. Leela, where can people find you on the internet? Hello, listeners. I have been Leela. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Leels for Reels. And Tina, I can't remember if this has been plugged before on the podcast, but 
I would love to plug a podcast I've been listening to recently called Sounds Like a Cult. <laughs> I think we've plugged it by accident because we just keep bringing it up. Damn it. Okay. No, no, no. You should plug it. Should for I? For okay. For Lil's for real. <laughs> nice. Um, I, um, yeah, found this new podcast. I just, it was kind of just suggested to me on Spotify and I was like, oh, cults are like interesting to me. I, I'm, I'm in, I'm into this. And I saw they were like short little cute episodes and um, it's great. It's just two gals um, that are friends. One is a comedian. One is a writer, like a classic lol combo there. And um, they uh, just basically talk about and explore different um, niche, sometimes not so niche, uh, just like groups in the zeitgeist that exist that have culty tendencies or um, people think of them kind of in a culty way. And they kind of explore like what what kind of would make this a cult? Is it a cult? And then if so, should uh, should we label this group live your own life? Watch your back or get the fuck out. And, um, th- oh my God, there's one called the cult of theater. Yes. Kids. I haven't listened to it yet because oh, no. I'm scared. <laughs> Wait, oh my God, listen. I, I feel like it's got to be live your life because like as annoying as they are. Yeah. It says point of view. You work at Denny's. It's 12 a.m. Yep. You want to go home. And from outside you hear yep. it. Your worst nightmare. <laughs> 40 pairs of hungry footsteps and an acapella intro to Grease's summer night. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get back to Hogwarts. Like, just to emphasize how much of an annoying theater kid I was, I downloaded and saved the audio of these songs, like from the live recording, so that I could listen to them. Yeah, I mean, I used to do stuff like that. I would, I would download music from youtube all the time uh like i would go on runs to get back to hogwarts uh, like that was my workout music honestly i've started doing um i've started doing the stair stepper at the gym and i was listening i was doing some steps to Dolly Parton's nine to five. There you go. I don't feel like I can go. It's a, I have a playlist that's called 105 beats per minute because that's how fast I walk. So if anyone also walks at, wait, 105 beats per minute, I would love to share this playlist with you. You have one for shorter leg friends? Okay. I don't know how fast I walk. It's not that. (laughs) I've never clocked it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so that's what I plug, and there's lots of really good episodes, and it sounds like a cult. A link is in the show notes. I'm your host, Christina. You know where to find me, and uh, today I'm going to plug a book that we read last month for our Movie Night Crew Network book club. You can join for as little as a dollar a month through our Patreon, just saying. Access to the book club through our Discord server. Our Pride Month read was All Out, the No Longer Secret Stories of queer teens throughout the ages and it's all historical fiction with like some light fantasy of like queer it's like queer YA short stories from different periods in history and it's very cool edited by Sandra Mitchell um lots of really cute little stories in it Leela are you reading it too yeah I am I'm I'm reading it and I'm loving it I'm having a great time lots of like fun historical fiction things in there that I love lots of really cool stuff to check out I'm starting to like kind of grow. Uh, like short story collections are starting to grow on me. They're a nice. Bit. Um, I haven't, I haven't really read them, but they're cool because if you're not vibing with something, it changes no matter exactly. what. Exactly. In a couple pages. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 quite nice. Well, great. I'm so glad I watched this. Truly, I am. I feel like I appreciate that this podcast is really helping me get a better understanding of the Harry Potter fandom and its history because I was never really that big into the fandom before I started this podcast and was forced to be. <laughs> I I agree. I feel like that's maybe the reason. Cause I'm like, why the fuck? Why didn't I watch this when I was in high school? Cause I was a junior in yeah. high school when this came out. I was wondering the same thing. I think just because like I liked the books and I I liked the movies, but I really didn't engage with the fandom at all. I didn't have internet access when I was in high school. Is I think a really important part of my personality. <laughs> I had really strict parental controls on my computer, and I couldn't access anything online. Yeah. That'll do it. I just like, I think, I don't know. I was doing other things. I, I was. Yeah. 
I felt the same way during the My Immortal episode. Yeah. I was like, how the fuck did I miss this? You can be really into something, but that doesn't mean you're into the fandom that goes with it because sometimes the fandom yes. turns it into a whole another thing for better or worse, you know? Like a cult? Um, yes. <laughs> like sports fandom? Oh, God, yeah. <coughs> there is an episode on the uh, podcast of the cult of the NFL, yeah, which is... I honestly, I was like, I, I already knew about this. I don't need to listen to it anymore. I've seen how my family act on when, when Eagles games come on. All right. I feel like I've let the end of this episode ramble on too long. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Love you all so much. Peace out, bitches. The Restricted Section is thrilled to be a member of the Movie Night Crew Podcast Network, which features amazing other podcasts such as My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast. My Cabbages is an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast that was started by two lovable nerds during a global pandemic to stave off their inevitable existential crisis. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago. The four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you. Sitting there on a seal. Well, now look it back at me. I'm on a, on an even bigger seal. Now look away. D and D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Ang just like unzips his pants and whips out his d twenties. He's just like, I got this. Or randomly breaking into song. <laughs> so go bending waterfall. We'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? The Restricted section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on patreon.com slash restricted section. For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Twitter at RestrictedPod, and on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at RestrictedSectionPod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. take any notes that movie sucked i kind of liked it movie night crew network